Hello everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode on the Green Gen podcast. I'm your host Prerna Tirodkar, aka PT. On this episode, we have a very interesting guest called Puneet Gandhi. Puneet works at the Climate Center for Cities in India, headed by the Ministry of Housing and Urban Affairs. Did you know this fun fact that we as urban population contribute to over 75% of climate's carbon emissions while inhabiting only 3% of our land and also amongst all these things we rank second amongst deaths caused due to climate change we've all witnessed the addition to infrastructure roads and development that's happening all around us and it's a known fact that as everyone in the country progresses many would want to move to urban cities and it's not a bad thing but this development has to happen in a sustainable manner in 2016 when we committed to the sustainable development goals india launched multiple programs one of which was the national mission to sustainable habitat under which the climate smart city assessment framework is a step to adapt implement and disseminate the best practices adapted by our cities and further set standards in comparison to international efforts basically it's like a cheat sheet aimed to be a guiding framework for cities towards climate action and help make them more responsive and less vulnerable to climate change thank you so much for tuning in and i really hope you enjoy this conversation Let's dive right in. In the, uh, I just wanted to know what is your background like? Who is Puneet Gandhi, and what do you do? Sure, Prerna. Uh, thank you for inviting. Uh, so my background is uh, somewhat mixed. Uh, I have done my bachelor's in mechanical engineering. I have done my master's in sustainable energy technology. So I have been an engineer. till that point of time started my post that i did couple of uh, jobs uh, initially for 8 9 months and then started my own company in rooftop solar sector so i have worked on ground installing uh, rooftop solar systems as well as doing consultancies across india on more than 18 megawatts of projects uh post that i joined uh, something called as uh, a fellowship which was under smart cities mission at ministry of housing and urban affairs and in that i have been now working with urban development concepts and, uh, and basically have pivoted myself into the climate change sector now so now i am specifically working with climate center for cities uh, and uh, yeah uh, that's kind of it where we do a lot of uh, so as it is a part of national level uh, organization uh, we cater to cities uh, not like we don't handhold them directly but we do assessment frameworks we help cities understand 
different kinds of things that they can uh, excel with and integrate uh, climate change aspects while planning their development. So we do that's, assessments that's for them. That's fascinating. So what I yeah, understand so is that you have been an engineer. You went to Delft. You went to Netherlands, did your master's. Yeah. You, you dwelled a little in solar energy and renewable energy sector in India and now yeah. are a fellow with the urban uh, uh, urban ministry of uh, uh, ministry of housing and urban affairs ministry of housing and urban affairs so for for us right at least i'm, I'm sure people in delhi are close to the government <laughs> so this is going to become more of a delhi mumbai conversation but for us it's like okay the center modi and that's it that's about it so why don't you tell us more about what does this ministry do for me if I listen to this, I think of Amit Shah and okay, there's something that's going to be happening. I think of smart cities. Uh, Mumbai wasn't part of it. There are a few cities that are identified and that's about it. For us, Bollywood is okay. <laughs> That's a completely different ministry. Uh, and I, I don't think so. I mean, there might be some uh, missions or certain projects working together, but not all of them. So Smart Cities mission was started in 2015, uh, where we selected, uh, the government selected uh, in a process-wise manner, uh, 100 cities. And the idea is that you do something called as one area-based development and then a city-wide uh, development. So area-based development is more of experimentation that, okay, if this thing works in this area, it will work in the whole city. And then there is, uh, uh, citywide development that is generally what kind of systems can we bring in which can help the whole city. So if you would see now a lot of city, so again, this is all behind the scene. This is not really that as a public you see a lot, but now a bit of it you can see is development of better road infrastructure. You have cycle lanes in some of the cities and things like that. And these are going to be the you know, lighthouse city. So in India, we have more than 4,000 cities. And if you consider towns as well, we have more than 7,000 towns and cities combined. So these are first 100 cities which become lighthouse to all other cities. So while one thing can work in one city, another thing won't work in another city. The same thing, you can't just copy paste it to the other city uh, because the nature of the city is different, topography is different. Uh, don't want to use jargons, but basically your climate is different in every city. Uh, your culture is different in every city. And how everyone behaves and how everyone thinks is very different in each city. So one solution that will work in Bombay won't work in Pune or won't work in Delhi uh, or Dehradun. You take Kochi. So every city has its own size, own people and everywhere you require new solutions. So the idea is that you facilitate that, but then again, cities have to take their own decisions, go forward and do things on their own. Uh, center can just guide them in developing such things. So uh, I'm assuming this is the COE, right? Then at the uh, ministry, if you can help me yeah. understand what is the framework like, like what are the entities? You just mentioned culture is one, maybe uh, the, uh, geography location could be another what what is the framework like and what are the other external factors that are considered 
why while the center guides the city become more environmentally friendly evolve and all of that uh so before i think we head to that i'll just give a brief about how our administration functions so that i think the audience will have a better understanding of uh how we work and what we do uh so india has center state and city level administration uh so, so center does not have powers to do anything in cities state has all the powers so a state can decide what all things city can do but again city has uh, so there is something called a 74th amendment uh, where cities have uh, powers to take decisions of what all things they can do and not and now every state has a different policy on what they can let city so some of the state agendas are monitored or controlled state wise and some of them are given to the city uh so at some places your electricity your water department are managed by state whatever but the idea is that from center you get different kinds of guidelines that what all things are possible what all things are not possible and what you should achieve but then it's a state's mandate to give such kind of okay we will do or city's mandate to like okay we will give this kind of we will achieve this kind of uh, you know target that uh i want my city to be completely green or i want all the waste to be collected from each doorstep so every everything has its uh, own layers of uh, thought process so while it might seem to a lot of people that okay this is what happens and this is what does not happen in their city it's a complex level of uh, legal and acts and everything in place which uh, leads to what can happen in city and what can not happen in city coming back to your question of what are the different kinds of frameworks and all we think so there is no uh, so when we are talking about different cities and this kind of geography culture these are inherent factors you quantifying them is very difficult but at the same time the quantification takes place in terms of different parameters so uh, we uh, i have uh, i specifically work with climate center for cities and we deal with uh, climate smart cities assessment framework so we give uh, we assess cities based on what all kind of laws do they have committees do they have in cities to take care of waste water water uh, waste collection uh, your building bylaws building bylaws is basically uh, how much building can you develop in each part of the city and how can that function uh, what all things how much should be the green cover if you are building this much amount of building and things like that uh, then how much energy is coming from uh, what we do energy monitoring as well that how much electricity do they consume how much fossil fuels do they consume so the idea is we and then we try and map them on those lines uh while doing all these things uh, there are other kind of assessments as well so there is uh, recently something came out as ease of living uh where uh, cities were marked based which city is easy to live on so now they have a different set of indicators on which they are marked so every there are a lot of such indicators where cities are marked the idea behind that is not that okay uh you kind of rank or every time all the cities but the idea is 
cities can you know take one point try and succeed on that take another point the next year try and succeed on that so eventually the city grows into a better ecosystem uh, cities also not always can work on everything together it's a resource crunch it's money crunch everything so yeah that way i think this is how we function and we take into account uh, assessments one after so there is center for digital governance as well which helps cities in uh, uh, onboarding digital processes for them so there there are a lot of things uh, it's a very I big field very, yeah so i i can go on forever on this but yeah let's <laughs> yeah let's let's move on so um so when you talk about the center of climate change right and you so i i identify three things here that there is climate change and if that is happening you currently in aman language are trying to identify how we can minimize the impact on cities through climate change and subsequently also um model our cities in a way that they don't harm the environment through through changing the way their energy consumption works where their energy comes from which leads me i want to circle back to uh the smart city framework right like what was the thought process if you can put some light on that what was the thought process of identifying these lighthouses that you mentioned and what is going to change there there are complexities energy uh, weather factors land availability and all of that what are the factors that the government took into consideration while building this okay uh, so uh, smart cities mission when it started it rolled out a challenge process where it had asked cities to do their own basic swot analysis figure out what are the things that they need to improve upon and how can they improve upon give a road map for that and uh, submit their proposals so it was not on the line that okay you need to you know get xyz points right it was more like you decide what your xyz's are you decide how you are going to do it and you decide what is the cost everything we will facilitate the process so it was a very subjective mission which in itself so when you say facilitating how will they facilitate if we are deciding we are doing it so uh, so some of the basic challenges that come is can we monitor uh, you know uh, roads can we monitor safety point of view can we monitor waste management and things like that so certain basic frameworks that can come from center uh, we will give apart from that uh, center gave in 500 uh, crore rupee to each city that was selected and to develop a buy in from state to promote that development uh, every state gave 500 crore rupees to those cities as well so overall city gets 1000 crore rupees of kitty over 5 5 years and the idea is that 1000 crore is not to make buildings and bridges particularly the 1000 crore is to develop studies to develop baseline scenarios and put first iteration of things that can be done uh, so you have developed that okay our city needs this kind of services uh, you need you just can't like okay i'll install everything today you need to make documents you need to make plans which makes sense that okay this is how it will affect our city this is how it needs to affect our city in good way bad way whatever it is but you need to develop a plan of action for that 
so those kind of consultations are done and then and, maintenance cost and then maintenance cost. so this is just the, the, this is the beginning of beginning this is like this is the proposal of how city will develop this kind of infrastructure then developing it and then comes your maintenance part so it's wow. it's a step wise process it's not something that acha nahi aaj yahan pe hame ye cheez khada karna hai yahan ka waste dump nikalna hai yes that can happen but it's not sustainable in long run it's a process that needs to be followed because again it's a government thing uh, tomorrow if you file an rti against any of the city on what they have done Uh, because it's a public money that they are utilizing they'll have to give you answer on step wise process that they have done so uh, it's uh, this is how government functions this is no i think i we... think i think this is important you brought an rti which basically just magnifies how complex the system can be and why is it complex like you know we know yeah. that it's complicated and it takes time but we don't consider the fact that someday someone's going to you know ask for questions some citizens going to ask what did you do of the money and these answers yeah. require that process so, so this is how you create accountability into the whole organization right that is it's not uh, that okay you have just spent money and it's gone there are rules to account for why something was done how something was done how will it affect what actually happened so there are certain processes and that is why when you talk about bureaucracy it's much more complex than what normally people would like to think uh, and much more paper driven uh, or now paper, going paperless as well but uh, the idea is that it's a process it's a system mm. that you need to follow so that at any point if something goes wrong you can figure out why it went wrong or at any point uh, someone ask for accountability of it because it's public money eventually and that's important part of it i think you know what was more uh, interesting and for me to actually when i was doing some background research to know was that every uh, every council now has a pnl i didn't know that every council every department has to you know share an annual uh, an annual report of the work that they have done so the ministry of renewable yeah. energy the solar energy sector everyone i'm sure even you do do Yeah, uh, so, so in different formats it happens, but yes. And 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 it's publicly available. So if you want to go check yeah. what they have done, where has the money gone? The entire PNL is out there, like for any private company. Like all stakeholders have information. So I think it's important that we know we are aware that these things are available instead of playing blame games, which you rightly said. It's all available <laughs> in public domain. So uh, <laughs> like I, every work. yeah it's it's just in it's it's okay not to be aware uh because you cannot be aware about everything in life like if you ask me something about fashion i will not know that much and it's okay because <laughs> it's it's just not my forte to have knowledge about it uh, but mm-hmm. i i know i have knowledge about this and so just ask around generally you will find information google is your biggest friend you will want whenever you want <laughs> the center of just just let's just, just let's just have few closing points when it comes to the center of climate change what is the role of center of climate change and how should i as someone on the outside understand that okay this is what the center of climate change does inside the ministry of urban development 
so climate center for cities is so uh, basically a center which helps in facilitating cities uh, take up uh, enable climate actions that's what our tagline is that uh, we want to enable climate actions in cities now how do you enable that it's uh, so while cities are developing and this again development comes into the whole point is for basic quality of life and it's not for you and me uh, i'll be honest about it it's for people who don't have basic access who don't have who are going to be most affected due to any disasters that happen uh because these are the people living in slums these are the people going to be affected by the floods first then uh, you and i apart from we won't be able to go to our workplace their houses will be ruined so what we are talking about is uh, while planning is happening for city development uh so city also generally has a plan of action of how they will develop over next 5 years 10 years things like that different cities have different kind of plans on those lines so while that happens certain things are integrated into it that okay if we are talking about uh developing waste management solutions and this planning is happening this is the amount of waste it might generate potentially and this is the amount of capacity we will need to sort out these things to process it to uh, make landfills as well it's it's not that we are going to completely abolish landfills but can we try and reduce the number of landfills being made and slowly we will also reach a point where we will be able to okay we have enough startups in the ecosystem which are taking up that waste and utilizing it to make something else uh, or we have enough industries not even say startups because Uh, there will be industries that come into picture which takes up that waste if they find enough uh, revenue models to do it can we have while we are supplying water can we have systems in place which collects the waste water and is used uh, we clean it up and use it for our industrial purpose or gardening purpose circular like economy concepts then yeah somewhere on those lines circular you can say circular economy you can say sustainable cities uh, yeah. but it's it's all uh, these are the jargons that are used while we propose things but it's basic resource efficiency you have to go with that you don't want to be like uh, i'll spend 100 rupees first on developing resources and then another 100 rupees you want that okay uh, you t- you want the whole system to be thought through before it is being developed as well so that is one of our major objectives and goals so on those lines we do uh, climate smart cities assessment we have we do a lot of training and capacity development of uh, <coughs> city officials so we take uh, so while we tell them okay how to do what to do we also help them understand how this will help them uh so we give them systems and processes which they can follow but now again we are on the central level they will have different systems and processes we just guide them we can't be like uh you have to do this 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 there is not one checklist that they can do everything is there. as i previously mentioned that state so you act as a consulting firm basically let's let's put it as a consulting firm for the so if if the central government or india is the group of any corporate for example to give yeah. some relevant perspective yeah. you are the central body that basically tells different cities that this has worked for city a it might work for you now you figure what you want to do with it 
yeah and you so guide them I through will... their goal is is that yeah so i i will not put it as uh, because consultants work in a different format i'll put it as training and capacity building uh, because we are trying to teach them how to do it so again Enablers. this comes from the yeah this comes from the point that they don't have enough capacity to do everything on the ground so they need additional help to understand those things we give those kind of help on the lines of training material we give those kind of helps in lines of do we bring best practices in one city we show it to all other cities if cities find that okay this is actually possible in my city we try and help them develop that or so we connect them and then they develop it on their own so the idea mm-hmm. is that we act as that linkage wherever possible that your peer to peer learning can happen we are more of like in the entire ecosystem and- of india you try to figure that if this has worked in one part of the group which we are referring to as yeah. india it can work somewhere else also you and then you link both stakeholders to figure it out yes somewhere on those lines in big cities you don't realize this a lot but you go to smaller cities and you will realize the kind of challenges that they have it's it's not just about money it's about basic things that you have and that is where india is not saying that uh we will not do we are already uh trying and pushing things to be done in better and efficient manners than what world is already doing so it it's also goes on the lines of energy and resource efficiency that before we while we are growing our requirements of every human being can we just make it more energy efficient so uh, so while you are developing while you are giving access to everyone with everything you are trying to do all those things you are just trying to do it more efficiently than what the world is doing because otherwise it will not uh, we need to grow it's not that we don't need to grow everyone needs to have a better quality of life uh, but not at the expense that first we increase the consumption and then do it we are just like okay while we increase uh, the rate of consumption increase will be lower than what the world has seen while they were growing something on those lines yeah i think i think that is where you make a point right that we the government is putting in efforts to ensure that all of us get a better standard of living while yeah also putting in measures that are helping us reduce the environmental impact at an individual level yeah i think honestly i had zero idea that india has a center of climate change there is all this that works so this is this is all new exciting for me and i'm going to like keep nagging you after <laughs> after this also to ask you what and probe like okay enable me tell me teach me <laughs> happy to happy to help anyone who wants to learn more about these things because that's what we do so are there any uh, are there any websites that people can go check out what's happening in the ecosystem any resources that can be looked at uh so i i can just tell the website of uh, climate center for cities which is so you just search for climate center for cities niua and you will find the website about what all things we do uh apart from that uh, there are there are enough number of organizations trying to work there are organizations in philanthropy there are organizations on ground actually making a lot of change if you can uh, so name a few a, right if you can name few starting points if you were to start this in this sector right now what would you tell your younger self how would you guide that younger self who's just going on google because there's just so 
how do I as an individual be part of this entire scheme? Sure. Uh, so see, citizens are an integral part of any city. Uh, and to be to be honest, uh, this may uh, sound ridiculous, but globally, 70% of emissions come from urban areas. And it's you and me who cause that pollution and not that person in the rural area who's suffering from all these things. So uh, it's whatever we consume, whatever we produce, whatever waste we create is what is causing pollution. Uh, so while a lot of people are like, okay, what can we do? This, one of the basic thing is, can you develop change in a way that, you know, segregate waste? That's, that is fundamentally the easiest thing to do, but people don't do it because either they are lazy or they will be like, uh, uh, we segregate it. I was going to come to that. But then again, can you lead the change that at least in your society, that does not happen? Uh, we need more of such ground leaders. Can you just develop that kind of change where as a society, wherever you're living in, you have composting pits? Uh, because it's it's not about everyone needs to be at the biggest forefront to do everything. We need a lot of people on ground who can actually push for these things. That while they will come and collect all the waste, uh, just create one person to collect the organic waste and put it in the composting bin of the this thing. Mm. Uh, can we can we do this kind of small small things? Yeah, like Wasting local water. champions. Yeah, yeah, local champions and thought leaders are very important in this whole journey uh, as well. So if it is not happening, uh, I'll just request like okay, if someone can do that in their own surrounding, that'll be more than enough. Uh, yeah. That creates a positive cycle of thoughts, positive change. Slowly, uh, you can start. So whatever water that you are using in your building, whatever wastewater is coming, can you can't use it for other purposes, but can you just use it for gardening purposes? Because that is what is generally used nowadays. It's been promoted a lot that you just do a basic cleaning of that water and that is used for gardening. So that you are not extracting water for ground or river to just, you know, put it in the garden. You are reutilizing, reusing. That is where your concepts of circular economy and everyone says about it. But it's, it's basic resource efficiency at the end of the day. Uh, we have had it with uh, how we have started. City people have started living lives. We are not at all resource efficient anymore. So... Can you be more resource? I'm not saying that you have to, you know, be a uh, miser and things like that. But while doing anything, just be mindful of things. Just be mindful of what you're consuming, how you're consuming it. Can you reduce it? Uh, again, these small, small things will make a lot of difference because you take landfills. Uh, if you have seen just outside of Bombay, the big landfills that you have. I was going to come uh, to that. When you said when you said waste, right? There's only little that we can do. And the frustrating part then gets to, I mean, the frustrating part is what goes to the government or what goes to our local municipal uh, uh, corporations is probably not segregated and disposed of in the 
best possible way so then what like is that's all my because that's that's not uh, that's not encouraging for us to go that extra mile right and then take that effort of segregating uh tackling all the local pushbacks in the in the building and then you realize that oh forget all of that whatever i'm doing is do uh, that that is what i'm doing but then whatever is going to the government is again going to trash and creating emissions and that is something i can't control uh so why does so you that willfully happen? ignore everything then and you you are like okay fine you know i have better things uh, to take care of exactly but uh, so that is that is the crux of it uh you uh, for waste the biggest challenge that we are looking at is segregation if you are mixing your waste right now uh what happens is that someone's collecting from your door your waste uh he or she is collecting from 100 different houses and now you tell them to segregate that waste of your food and your plastics and whatever disposables that you have put it has already mixed up now as you can't really recycle plastics if they are wet uh, or they have oil on it or things like that so this is this is where it begin like then you expect okay matto de raha hu ne i'm paying them 100 um, rupees 100 rupees 200 rupees may they will do it so this is the ignorance of people as we well become snobs because, i think <laughs> yeah because i'm paying money i will not have to do it is the wrong thought process when you are looking at uh, climate change uh, it's while you are paying can you make it easier for them uh is something that you have to think about uh, because if you are not doing that it's you who is at the fault than the people who are collecting they are just trying to earn their basic living by collecting and sending it to the next pe- person who is going to take it somewhere and because now you can't segregate this much amount of waste at a centralized location that generally goes into landfill and landfill is just uh like how can you get away from landfill is what you have to think then to just build more and more mountains of it yeah uh, yeah so a uh, take away from this is um how do we okay whatever has happened in the system has happened it is wrong now how do we make incremental changes to reduce that is that yes. what you're going to say yes somewhere on those lines so uh, it's it's not that Uh, so okay there are i'll i'll also come to another point which comes uh, very often is technology that now we have technology which can segregate waste which can you know clean up water and everything but that's an expensive technology i you as a person going to pay me more for collection of your waste on daily basis to make sure that it is taken from your place transported 40 kilometers down the road segregated goes down somewhere and then only part of it goes to la- landfill and i'll ask you additional x amount of money while i do that so are you going to pay me to do all these things because no you don't want to pay you are like ye to basic service government ko dena chahiye to de de government can invest in uh, you know basic amount of money in capital cost but there is a big uh, onm cost as well attached to it you what uh, does onm mean uh, operation and maintenance cost uh, okay. so there is there is a very big factor of that as well uh, your again coming to very basic things uh, 
you don't have as much funding as people think that government has only 1% people pay taxes so you don't really have that much amount of funding uh, you don't have that much amount of manpower inside government to actually do everything that you want so yeah everyone complains that hamesha yahan pe mujhe line mein khada rehna padta hai which is very fair because uh, surveys have shown that 30% 40% of places are vacant in all most of the administration so yes the people who are doing it are backlogged so these are the small small things that normal people don't realize and that's fine uh, it's not that everyone should know everything but are there ways that as human so if if i ask you uh, can you give one to two days in helping someone out to make their lives better in a month you know can you do that much for someone it's it's changing on those lines it's it's not even for government do it for some ngo local yeah. ngo because they might be somehow helping someone else in doing all these things uh, but can you do that much it's i'm i'm not saying that okay a lot of people have problem with government and things like that it's a completely their own thing and their own thought process uh, i absolutely respect that but can you help someone else do some things better A lot of people need help. Yeah, it's a, hmm. a simple formula that I go. If you can uh, so name a few, a, right? If you can name few starting points. If you were to start this in this sector right now, what would you tell your younger self? How would you guide that younger self who's just going on Google because there's just so much information? How would you simplify it? What is the okay, first uh, step? Sure. So, uh, so I'll I'll take a step back and I'll like okay if. yeah depends on where you are uh, i'll put it that way that uh, if uh, what is your skill set it has to start with that then anything else i think it's more important because if you already have a skill set of some sort and you're already working in any ecosystem uh you know what you can do and what you cannot do and there will always be affiliated so while i am doing uh, all these things i do a lot of policy development work and things like that which is a very different skill set in development sector but if you are somewhere an engineer uh, who works on comms or uh, it or uh, systems and processes everything requires everything so uh, if you are let's say an it engineer there is a lot of requirement i think on the lines of how do we uh, develop software how do we analyze data how do we collect data uh and lot of organizations are working on those lines so i'll put it in that format that look at it that what you can give to someone then what system can give you or which system to directly enter because if you can figure out where you are and what you can give to the system it's easier entry then you're like acha system se mujhe kya milega so mm. if you know from where you can enter you are in marketing you need marketing almost everywhere nowadays does not matter if you are an ngo you are government you are private uh, otherwise people don't know you enough people blind. don't know how <laughs> yeah so it's 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 this kind of thing so yeah, you need market you need partnerships everywhere you need engineers everywhere you need planners everywhere. so whatever field it is I you think you need everyone one. everywhere. We just need to figure what are our skill sets and how Which can those align. Hmm. 
yes and there will be if if you are uh, if you feel that okay this is what i can provide but i have no experience in this field uh try and find some uh ngo or some non profit working in your area help them out 2 to 3 hours a week in whatever they are doing you'll figure out a way to enter the ecosystem uh it's not difficult you'll this ecosystem always needs people and there are not enough people i'll i'll put it that way so if you and this will just help you develop your credibility that okay you have worked in this thing you gain confidence and with your experience you can bring something back to the table that's mm. it <laughs> yes that is good and i think all of us now know what to do next go to our drawing boards and figure what are we good at where do we want to go and again have that vision board in place <laughs> it's very important it's very important to have that okay so now since we are running on out on time i am going to go to our rapid fire round it is sure. karan johar's version of coffee with prem <laughs> virtual coffee with prem <laughs> i have never played such thing but okay <laughs> simple questions you need not be intimidated <laughs> come to that later do you think uh, of yourself as a climate hypocrite or someone who is taking incremental steps towards a sustainable lifestyle uh incremental steps slowly reaching them i am not saying i am the best but i am trying to reach there as well it's a diet plan i guess yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay uh two things you like about your um life in the city and two things you dislike uh two things i like uh so environment uh another point would be what do you think people in cities are hypocrites most of them uh who uh, who like I... liking sharing online but not taking ownership and being champions of change you can't expect everyone to be a champion of what they do some people are just trying to make ends meet so i think we have to spare them as well uh that is uh, I, that is what i believe in uh, that it's not everyone can be a champion uh, people are just trying to make ends meet all the time in whatever they are doing uh but it's hypocrisy does come in uh, so i think the worst thing that happens is that uh you see lot of bad things happening but you can't do everything uh at the same so you have to choose your battles uh because yeah. everything is in your face but you have to choose your battles you're right you're right and if you had to leave us with one line that could be your legacy what would it be uh be considerate <laughs> that's it and i i think what i take away from this is also do your part to 
make a change in your community start small yeah. and incrementally figure how your um, interest align with the larger picture exactly uh, it's it's very means those are small things uh, no, not everyone has to be you know elon musk it's it's not required if everyone is him a planet i'm not sure where it is heading but okay uh, just be normal human beings as well and do your part enough uh, that uh, you can lead certain things in your own five people circle is also more than enough so what's the one step so if we are talking about small steps just leave me with small steps that you and i can take to make a difference what would be puneet kandhi's road map to taking small steps to make a big difference in this world uh i think it would be uh just again i think it's again coming back to be considerate of what others are doing and yeah help them wherever uh, so Uh, i'm not sure you are asking professionally personally because this is a very vague line question as as an individual you have your hmm. personal sphere you have your professional sphere so how do i as a person take small steps give me three four steps that we can take as an individual as a human to make a difference our personal and private uh, i mean up our personal lives and professional lives are not silos they are integrated because they are part of ourselves so how yeah. can we change our uh, psychologies and you know thought processes perspectives to move towards that journey just two three steps uh, simple steps i think it it goes in basic any any step by thing that you do that uh, understand what you consume what you do what with your time uh, and consume in your life as well uh just see if that aligns with what you want if it does not don't do it and change it to whatever you would want to do uh so you want to create less waste you want to segregate waste that also comes into picture to you want a job which is in this sector also comes into this picture so just small steps i would say is in the uh sense of figure out uh, map what you have figure out what you want and align your goals on those lines that is good Thank you so much for sticking around and I hope you really enjoyed this episode. Just quickly summarizing in case you want to know more about what the center does, I will share the link to it in the bio. You can also just google it under niua.org. Do share your feedback on this episode and of course in case you have nominations do not hesitate to send it across. Our email ID is thegreenchen.community@gmail.com. Until I see you on next Tuesday, do not forget to have fun, live well, and lead a purposeful life. Mm-hmm.